Hey everybody, this is John Fusco, and you're listening to the No Film School Podcast. Making a movie is like making a good stew. Sure, that may not be the first analogy you jump to while racking your filmmaking ethos, but for Robert Schwartzman, director of The Unicorn, one of 2018's best comedies, it just makes sense. Every good stew requires fresh ingredients. Your cast and crew are the meat and potatoes, but that stew isn't just about the ingredients. Without the proper mixture, there would just be a bunch of vegetables. It's about balancing them out in a way so the flavors come together as a harmonious whole. And that's the real job of the director. They're the head chef, the captain. If you walked onto the set of a truly great chef, you'd find yourself in a sacred place that exudes the right collaborative energy. Perhaps the simplest way to achieve this is by treating everyone with the same level of respect making sure every actor on set knows every crew member, how they contribute to the cooking process, and vice versa. Schwartzman erases the divide between the cast and crew, and focuses on the fact that everyone is just a person, working together to create something great. When you hear how Lauren Lapkus, Nick Rutherford, Maya Kazan, and Darrell Brett Gibson speak about their director in this podcast, you'll gain a better appreciation for just how important maintaining this type of atmosphere is. Our conversation, recorded at South by Southwest 2018, is often hilarious and consistently insightful. Enjoy. Hey guys, it's John Fisco, and I'm here with the cast and director of The Unicorn, and I'm actually going to let you guys all introduce yourselves. There's a lot of you, um, so that our listeners can know your voices, or try and discern your voices in the conversation. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hi, this is Robert Schwartzman, and uh, I'm with Maya Kazan. I'm Maya Kazan. <laughs> and you're with? And I'm with... Is this how it's... No, I thought I was just confused. This is how Maya lets us know she doesn't know his name. Sorry. Are we supposed to do this? Am I supposed to know his name? Should we say what we did in the movie? Yeah, yeah, say what you did in the movie. My name is Robert Schwartzman, and I directed the movie The Unicorn. Very good. I'm Maya Kazan, and I'm an actor in the film. I'm Nick Rutherford, and I'm also an actor in the film. I'm Lauren Lafkus, and that's also true for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Daryl Brooke Gibson, and I'm also an actor in the film. Great. That Nick wrote with Will and Kirk. Katie, yes. Cal, Mal, and Charlie are here awesome. on the phone. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, Robert, how would you uh, describe this film so that our, like, give us your log if line. If you haven't seen it. Yeah, if you yeah. haven't seen it. Um, it's about a couple who, um, are, uh, they've been engaged for a long time and something's, there's a, something's going on, which is why they haven't quite like set the date. They seem very indecisive and they don't really want to hang out at this, uh, renewing of the vows wedding party that they're visiting, uh, Mal's parents at this like Palm Springs getaway. And they see or overhear, uh, what looks to be the parents having a third in their relationship. And it makes them uh, sort of start to sort of wonder, are they missing out on something uh, in their relationship? And should they maybe go out for the night and enjoy uh, their night away? Mm-hmm. So it sort of starts this spirals into a night of trying to find their own third, their own unicorn. And where did this idea come from? Is it based off of any personal oh, experience? Snob. <laughs> <laughs> well, John. <laughs> you, uh, you have a great... Well, you told me the story. You and your now wife, who's sitting in the room with us. I'm just going to tell this story for you. I'll tell it. You tell it. You tell it. You tell it as you know it, because it'll be like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I'll whisper it to Maya. Well, why don't you, <laughs> we, you we, whisper Nick it. and I sat <laughs> down. We, we went to and sat down together for a beer, and then we talked about the story. So yeah, you, you were like, um, you said a girl approached you at a restaurant and was hitting on you, and then you were like, oh, I'm here with my fiance, and she's like, cool. That's cool with me. I'm a unicorn. I like <laughs> to date couples, right? Yeah, that's right. And then, and that girl was Lauren. And that's how I got in the film. And I'm thrilled. So, but We're that talking. was like, that was like the, that was just like a term or a encounter that I thought was just an interesting encounter. And then on our way home, we were like talking about it and just having a laugh about it. And then it was the what if, you know, the whole what if scenario. What if that, you know, what if, what if we actually did call her? It just the kind of fun of just imagining what that'd be like and, and, and just sort of that, the idea of if that happened to us, what, how would we even do it? Mm. How does one even approach that? You know what I mean? Because it's such a sensitive, touchy thing. Right. Um, anyway, so that just seemed like a launch pad for an encounter to create a situation that would unravel into a feature film story. There's three, I'd say it's two encounters, three encounters with yeah, people who exactly. are, the, who are right. the unicorns. So you actually would like take those situations and then flesh them out in the screenwriting process? Or was that like most, mostly improvised in those scenes, just scripted to get to those scenes? Well, we, so we, so after talking about the story, um, Nick was into it, right? Would you I didn't say like the you story, didn't like it? Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't want to be a part of it. <laughs> you just all. kind of start somewhere, right? I mean, like just because for the audience, like listening, like we, you, it's it's hard to know which story to chase. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because if, if you get ideas for this or that, and I think it's just nice to just start somewhere. It's kind of like I'll give you an analogy. No. Like, okay. We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like if you ever like you ever drive to like a new city and you're driving, it's like so, or you're driving in the mountains, or you're going to some town. And it's like you go so far and you're like, why, out of all the places, why did they build here? Like, why is this the place? It's just interesting to see where cities develop. Mm-hmm. And I always wondered, did someone just say, oh, I'll just build my house here. And then they, it just grew and grew into a city. I don't know why things start where they start and end where they end, but you just kind of start somewhere. Um, and then follow it and hope you stay inspired and, you know, it, you, know you can keep the idea rolling. But... Um, anyway, I think with that idea, we wanted to create a story that would be uh, entertaining and you know create moments of funny encounters along the way. And I think having multiple unicorns was a way to like stretch out this concept. Right. So then I would ask, you know, the performances are kind of like outrageous in a lot of ways. They're really energetic and like super entertaining to watch, but also like very uh, earnest. Um, and none of the moments feel like over the top, which is a little bit insane, <laughs> mm-hmm. just considering like the context of these scenes. As a director, what do you do uh, for your actors to sort of um, uh, invoke that comfortability on set to bring them to this point where they can feel comfortable uh, giving outrageous performances? Well, um, I don't. Th- I'll th- I don't. I don't want to be like, yap yapping the whole time. But no, no. I think- I'll open okay, it up okay. after uh, for you guys to say what cool. he did well. <laughs> Thanks. I think that the uh, I don't know. There's just like an energy on set that I think you just try to create a comfortable, uh, collaborative, like warm environment. Like mm-hmm. Brian. I mean, I think it's just maybe it's just the way people how they talk to each other or you know you could go out to like someone's someone could host a little get together and 
you could feel really comfortable there and someone makes you feel at home. It's just the way you, you know, try to be, to create that kind of environment that kind mm-hmm. of, so, I don't know, I think it's important that to, uh, that everyone feels like excited about being there and, you know, you have your, your crew and your cast, everyone's working really hard. I mean, the crew, a lot of times people overlook what crews do on set, but they bring such a, another type of energy to the set and they're constantly going, so... Um, it just it takes all the pieces to find that sort of balance. It's like making stew or something. I've never made stew before, but <laughs> like you know, imagine when I, in movies when someone's stirring the stew and adding things to it. You no, know, you balance like flavors, right? And I think like that's what on a set you have like lots of flavors and personalities. You try to create like the sort of balance. It's another great analogy. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> stew. <laughs> so what about do you do you guys have anything to say about? I guess I was like the potatoes then. Okay. In this analogy. <laughs> well, I, I will say, and we talked about this too, and and it's it's part of the feeling that, but like Nick, Nick was a writer of the screenplay and an actor in the movie, so you had to sort of like divide the two at a certain point. At a certain point, he had to leave the script behind and be the actor mm-hmm. and not get wound up in his role and her role and this line, and, and that, was a con- that was a constant balancing for you. It was. It, at some point, you came up to me and said like, hey, just don't worry about that. Like, take that hat off. Take like the screenwriter hat off. And that was very nice of you to say. It's very hard to do that. Um, but to go back to your question about like, being natural i feel like that is just the the cast does that like everybody is i mean it's it nothing is like that it outrage maybe you said outrageous but like i feel like all the the situations are are realistic enough so everybody was bringing a very um natural vibe to it like I, i feel like we're all it's so weird to talk about like the cast and being in it but i feel like we are all are, are just there saying trying to go as uh i don't know it was a it was very relaxed i don't I, there was no like pushing it like i feel like comedies get pushed a lot but there was like no like nobody's like pushing or like fighting for anything it was just like just let this come out of you yeah i think one of the fun things about this movie is that the performances are fairly grounded even if the situations are kind of absurd so that allows for the sort of bigger characters like the unicorns to pop a little bit because we're keeping everything really natural. Uh, And the comedy, I think, like those comedic moments, those laugh moments, like feel more earned from that. So it it would be a totally different movie if if every character was as bold as those characters. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also, like Robert had conversations with the actors about achieving that specific tone. I mean, the movie, there's a lot of dramatic stuff that happens, even though it's a sort of like madcap wild comedy. Right. But we had conversations at the top before we started shooting. And I remember Daryl and I talked about it a lot as we were preparing together to make sure that it was going to stay grounded. I think that's also kind of like our character's role in the film is to keep the, there's like some emotional grounding that we perform narratively. But I think it's really vital to have that, like make sure we're all on the same page, like this is what we're gonna do. It's in the script, but just to be clear, this is the tone that we're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. I think Robert did a really good job of setting that out before we started. And, and you, it's also impossible you, 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 to, when everybody likes each other on a set, 
it makes work so much easier. Because I think a lot of times in comedy, what you will get is there, there seem to be a lot of egos in comedy sometimes. So everybody's trying to out funny everybody. And in this cast and in this crew, it was just everybody was like, it was like a real team. And, and that makes for the best work. I think it comes off on the screen. You see how natural everybody is and how much we feel like an actual. I mean, we actually like each other. Yeah. Which is a, I mean, it's, that's, I mean, it's a real thing, you know? And um, that's, I think that's so big in this, in this industry to actually like the people you work with. And when you see it on screen, you're like, they actually feel like a little family. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I wanted to add that I feel like we all got really close with the crew as well. Like Robert was mentioning that sometimes the crew's job can be overlooked, but I feel like it was one of my first jobs where I feel that I was very aware of what everybody was doing and it made me appreciate everyone so much more. And because we are doing this like as an indie and we're working long hours together, like we all got to know each other much more than you might on another set. And so that was really beneficial too. And, and he, and Robert, one more thing about Robert is when you, when you work with him, he, he like when you, it's like a cut and he'll come over to you and it sounds weird, but he like looks you in your eyes and it's like when you're talking to him, it feels like he's actually listening to you. And there, there's something really um, a beautiful about that because you feel as though like your, your captain is sort of in this thing with you and wanting you to be the best that you can be. And he pulls stuff out of you. And that is something that is, you know, not to be taken lightly, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's really important. And I guess I, I really talk to like independent film. What'd you say? <laughs> 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 I, Sorry, I didn't have that experience with Robert. No? Yeah. He's always like, every time he was like giving me notes, he was like scanning the room. Like, I was just yeah. always texting him and Nick was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, it didn't feel that way. Well, I was just going to say, it's like interesting because I mostly talk to independent filmmakers and independent crews, and having been like a part of an independent set, I've never really been a part of a, a, a more studio like atmosphere um so i think i kind of take that for granted this sort of division between the actors and the crew and like keeping the set open and collaborative mm-hmm. is is that different in like the bigger picture world like the studio picture world in a bigger budget movie yeah in a bigger budget movie i don't know i mean i guess you guys yeah i mean like i think that the how was okay. it when you directed the princess? <laughs> <laughs> I think that the, I don't know, it's like, I guess everything is so, it's a, I don't know, I guess everything could be its own thing. I don't know if it's just, there's a way to be like, well, if you're this, it's that, and you can like kind of stick things in these different like categories. But I imagine, you know, the more money, the more crew, the more, like, even just like when people are in trailers, right? That creates like a certain dynamic on set. Everyone just kind of goes away to their secret safe place. Right. I think that just physically puts you in a different mindset. And I think the fact that we're all together, like all day, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I think it's pretty great. Yeah, I think that does make a huge difference. I, in my experience on bigger films, it is really easy to feel disconnected from even the other actors, but it's particularly the crew, like that you feel like you say hi or whatever, but you don't exactly know what they do or like you're not interacting as closely or you kind of just come in for your moment and then leave. So being all together on set all the time made it really open. And yeah, mm-hmm. I was, I, I really enjoyed that vibe. Did you? Did you yeah. I always wonder like how everyone felt. Yeah. Well, together. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like 
I think as an actor, like you think like, I want a trailer because I want to be able to go lay down or something. But then like when you're actually doing it, it's like, well, no, it does isolate you and make you more tired in a weird way and like take you out of the moment. And so it is nice to, to be with everyone and like to feel like you're really all working together and like witnessing what everyone is doing all the time. Like it does, it just makes you appreciate the whole thing more. Mm. Right, like if the set had been a shit show, it would have been so horrible mm. not to have a trailer <laughs> yes. to go to. Yeah. If it had been a really stressful yeah. set or there were a lot of assholes, like there's no way to get away. I was really nervous mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you have no idea when you're going into it, like we're all going to be staying in this house together. We're all going to just like hang out. But actually like lying on the bed with Lauren between scenes was like one of the nicest parts of I agree. My yeah, like, that's like really memorable to me too. So mm-hmm. it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so how did how did you build your team? Like uh, with all this stuff in mind, like how did you know that the people that you were bringing on set were going to foster this sort of atmosphere? You do I think when you build a team, you do you do like meet with people and try to like feel them out. It's like it's just an energy balancing thing. Like you start to you curate. It's like when you you know, put something together, you want to find the right flow and there is like a flow and energy thing in life. And I think that you can kind of feel if someone, something's going to work within this context. Like, you know what I mean? You kind of start to just piece things together. But um, also it's about the added, just people wanting to bring people just excitement for something is also a great thing to kind of be around. Like someone bringing an attitude that you think is going to be something that we can carry us through production because it's going to be hard and you want people who are down to for the whole thing you know what I mean you can kind of tell if you're going to have someone on your crew who's like going to be like well um, I don't know if I can I don't know how much is it <laughs> I don't know if I can do this you know just like this like why well, don't that's not the right attitude before we've even done anything right now you know what I mean if you can't complain about that kind of stuff what would the worst person to come in the room for like in like a crew audition or an actor audition what sort of traits would they bring in what like that would be like a no-no yeah who would be a no-no I don't know just like when anyone just like anything's like too big time or like anyone big times anybody I don't get that mm. I just it's like and it happens like I think throughout people's like careers maybe mm. but um I mean I will say my brother John Schwartzman shot the movie yeah and he I've never we never got to work together but oh, wow. he I grew up he was my oldest He's the oldest brother in our family, and he, uh, when I was like born, he was like 22 already or something. But he was out of college, but he was already pursuing his world as a DP. And like, he was just every time we have like a family dinner, he's like, So there I was on set, and like, you know, four planes flying over, and I got cranes, and you're like, God, John, like, all right, like, I get it. These are like big movies. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, I wanted to. He, I wanted to, we've been talking about working together. So it was like, I was so happy that he was excited to do the movie with us. But, sorry. I wanted to just make a point about um, the difference between like a studio and indie. And I worked with John on Jurassic World and I, like, I got to meet him and interact with him a little bit. But it was so different working with him on The Unicorn and feeling like we got to know each other. Like, mm-hmm. even just being able to, like, sit down between things and have a conversation and, like, hear his opinion or he would show me how something works. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was just totally cool for me to be able to interact with him in that way versus, yeah. like, coming in as an actor and being like, I'm in this big thing. You're right. far away from me. And, right. yeah. It's cool because, and John talked a lot about you, even on that movie. He was like, oh, my God, Lauren. Like, oh, she's amazing. Nice. 
So even if you felt disconnected, he was still so much. Well, and that's the thing from their side, like they're zooming in on you and seeing, but as the actor, you can feel like, am I here? Like, I don't know. Right. It's it's very nice to hear that. But I I think, yeah, working with him on, on our film was so cool because I, I feel like I really got to know him as a person. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. He, with his past doing those size, those size movies and budgets, he still brought a great energy to the set. He wasn't big time anybody. Like John was incredible. He would he like worked so hard. He was like, like carrying C stands around. Like it. That, truly that's felt, the mentality. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He was like every time I saw him, he was like carrying something and like putting it somewhere <laughs> else. Like he was such like a workhorse, and it was really beautiful to watch. Like he just like loved making films, and he shoots these films like Jurassic World, or now he's shooting Star Wars. He's not shooting Star Wars. We're gonna talk about that. He's shooting something big. Beep. <laughs> uh, commercial he break. Films like Jurassic World <laughs> and The Rock. He shoots like he was like Michael Bay's guy, wow. and then to see him like on this much smaller scale, and he just loved it. And then the crew picked that up, and the crew there's all these young kids just like, oh my God, like this is John Schwartzman like going nuts and grabbing like bags of dirt and like throwing them around. Like it was so beautiful to watch. Like, yeah, I saw him teach so many young guys, like yeah, cool so new cool. things that they didn't know. And it was, that was yeah. really inspiring. Apparently they call it story time. Oh, That's oh, what Rizzi, yeah, yeah, yeah. they would call it story time. Every lunch you'd see John on the back of a truck, like with everyone gathered around and his like team and like, gaffer like camera department and he's like so there I was like telling <laughs> yeah. the there I was stories anyway. it's so generous it is yeah. it's it awesome yeah that's it the vibe was. but I mean so it's just it's a mentality thing I mean also there are guys I mean there are people who have come from that world as well that maybe don't give that time so yeah. it's just a personality thing yeah I mean, I mean it seems like having a veteran on set like that at a in a place where there's probably a lot of people who are you know getting first or second or third yeah. time on a set it would be hugely beneficial if that vet was like mm-hmm. down to teach yeah. right <laughs> because i feel like most filmmakers most crew most people that are trying to get into film that don't go to film school uh the place where they learn is on set and mm-hmm. like that's you know from carrying c stands from one place to the next and like picking up whatever they can uh mm-hmm just being available for anything right totally so yeah he was really incredible and i talk about a guy who like should be jaded and awful and he was just like super down like it was so i'm so i can't get over like how fun it was working with john Mm -hmm. how long was your guys shoot uh, I can't say. Can't say? <laughs> okay. Well, no, we, I'll just say we worked... Uh, Long enough. <laughs> we, we, we shot in Palm Springs. We shot in L.A. So we were on location in Palm Springs, which was great. Um, and um, I'll say that about being on location. I think that also, like, unites everybody because mm-hmm. it becomes, like, this, like, not vacation, but you're, like, all in this different world and you're not, like, in your home. You don't, like, go home after. You have to, like, go to, like, your hotel. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that really, like, yeah. bonds everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with uh, someone last night. <laughs> and, and they were like, I think filmmakers uh, or and actors really just um, do this because they really like summer camp. <laughs> and, like, they want to just keep reliving summer camp all the time by, like, going out on location and just kind of, like, isolating yourself from the world and living in this new world. Um for however long 
you people, oh, I, yeah, I wonder. I mean, I feel like people just get used to that world, that flow, and that's, that becomes their world. Yeah, and then you kind of, like, need it after a yeah. while, you know? It's so wild. I mean, it's so crazy. It's so crazy, too, because there's the world of we made a movie, and then you go into post-production, and you, like, take this movie into this, like, other world for so long. Because, like, from my, from my perspective and, like, Chris, our editor, we've just been, like, staring at you guys, like, all day long, tweaking, like, a little waveform of your voice and, like... You're so lucky. No, it's true. <laughs> no, you just become so, like, immersed in, like, what we shot and trying to shape this new side of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then everyone goes off and everyone's been working on other movies and writing and doing their thing. And they come back and they get to see it. And it's always an interesting thing. Like, what is it? How, do they, how does everyone connect to this? How do they feel about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. So I guess uh, to kind of wrap things up here, since there's a, a lot of you, I'd like to hear from all of you. Um, we're, we're, like, if you had a pearl of wisdom for emerging filmmakers who are like trying to break in and be successful, uh, actors too, writers definitely, uh, what would that be? Never stop creating your own material mm. because you will hear no a million times. And if you're ever waiting for somebody to call you, it's never going to happen. I've been told a mil- no a million times. And last week I was at the Oscars, and now I'm at South by Southwest. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, just keep creating. Please keep creating, because we need more young filmmakers. We do. Yeah. We do. We need a new, this new generation to really take the reins and, and, you know, show us something different, you know? And so don't ever wait for somebody to give you an opportunity, create your own opportunity, and then you will be creating more opportunities for the next generation and the next generation. Never stop creating. I agree. And like from the acting perspective, I think it's really good to try your hand at writing um, because it really gives you a sense of power or even just collaborating with friends who are writers and who do other creative things and working together because that's something that you can do in that time when you're waiting because there is so much time when you're waiting and there are so many points where you're going to question yourself and wonder why you're doing this or like when something is going to work out the right way or whatever. And to have your own things going really fuels you to keep pushing yourself. Um, yeah, what Daryl said was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I guess I did say yeah. something, but yeah. it had a different spin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, working with your friends is always very helpful. I feel like... we. We're all very close now. I wrote it with a couple of buddies. We all kind of wrote it together with, and I don't know. I think like uh, just surround yourself with people that want to do what you want to do, mm. and then you probably end up doing it together. Can I ask a follow up question to that? Uh-huh. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, like once you gain a, a certain level of notoriety as a screenwriter or as an actor. And you maybe have friends that you've worked with in the past, um, but haven't really gotten a chance to prove themselves. Uh, is it, is it important like for you to include those people maybe in on a project the next time you do it, or are you like looking for new collaborators uh, to work with? Um, I I don't know. I mean. For me, for me, it's about a comfort thing. So, like it, immediately following the unicorn, the other two writers, Kirk Johnson and Will Elliott, and I started. We wrote two more films just because, like, we were in this groove already. So, I mean, I I, I don't feel. I mean, I think it's great to uh, like come up with your friends and like you know bring your friends with you. 
but I, I, I never felt like, oh, I need like new people. I need new friends. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that just happens naturally. Like other projects happen and other people like collaborate with you. But I don't know. I, there's something like comfortable about just uh, having your friends. And I think if you're lucky enough to find people that you work well with, it's good to stick with them. Yeah, because I don't, it's, yeah. it's so hard to find people that you enjoy working with and you can create a good product with. So don't get over them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, t- truly, truly. Um, I want to talk about what makes a good filmmaker. Because I feel like as an actor, I've yeah. learned a lot about um, watching from watching directors' work. And I've been very lucky, and I've gotten to work with some really established directors and also some people who are just coming up, like Robert. And I feel like Robert did a really great... Oh, I mean, no. You, that's it. That's I'm true. sorry. <laughs> that's it's true, yeah. You're like an emerging director, and... I think that you handled this movie really well, and I think you didn't make the mistake that I see a lot of people make when they're first starting out, which is that they feel like they have to control everything. But what I have noticed from watching the directors that I really respect is that I think the job of the director is to find good collaborators, empower them, trust your judgment, trust their judgment and their artistry and allow them to do their work and then guide the ship and make sure that the tone is right and make sure that you're setting the environment so that everybody can be doing their best work but not micromanage because I think when you micromanage people don't feel like their work is being valued and they don't bring their best to the table but if they believe that you are going to honor what is best in them. They bring their best and they feel free to take more risks and everybody has a better time and you see it on screen. It feels really different to be in, but it also feels really different to watch um, because everybody feels like they have some ownership over the project because they actually can invest themselves in the project. They don't just feel like they're being puppeted or there's like, they're just servicing somebody else's vision and you can't ever really know what that is. You can only bring what you have to offer. And I think it's really important to remember that it's a collaborative medium and as a director, like hire the best people, make sure you're all on the same page and then like get out of the way until you need to step in. Mm. Yeah, it's sort of like a, this is my movie versus this is our movie sort of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Mm -hmm. So I would say that... If you strip it all back, it's really just people t- together. Like, so it really, it's all about sort of just, it comes down to like human, just the simple things. And I think it's just important to be a nice person and respect the people you're working with and, um, and just try to see things from other perspectives and not sort of get, it's easy to kind of get stuck in your own like way of thinking for yourself. But I think that, um, you know, just trying to see things from other people's perspectives and not get, you know, it's easy to get afraid if somebody's like, maybe doesn't want to do something. But if, if you kind of stop and maybe try to put yourself in their shoes and understand what they're feeling right now and just be um, compassionate, I think those things really help this, this job because I think it's just really all about I mean we're all just people coming together and creating something yeah so just being a good person I think is really where you start awesome well great guys this was 
really fun. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to the No Film School podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever podcast platform you prefer. And be sure to check in every week, twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays for an interview podcast and our new show, Indie Film Weekly. I'm John Fusco. You can follow me at Jim underscore John underscore Jim on Twitter, and I'll see you on Thursday.